Thank you for joining me for another Cup of Joe. Today is Monday, September 20th, and we are on Cup of Joe number 8. I believe last time I said Cup of Joe number 6, and it was actually 7. I don't know if I've shared this, but I am really working hard to not work too hard on this project. And I don't mean I'm not putting effort into it. I just mean that I am uh, fighting the desire to be perfect with it. So the editing is minimal because I know that if I um, focus too much on the perfect end product, then I probably won't produce anything. So I am uh, putting it out there. So I got to the end, realized I said the wrong thing, and put pub hit publish anyways. So here we are, Cup of Joe number eight. As promised a couple weeks ago today, uh, it's not so much an encouragement, although I think it's an encouraging idea, but it's an idea that I've had that I don't know that I have any use for right now. So I want to put it out there in the world and see what anybody else thinks and perhaps someone else can do something with it um, that I can't right now. I really love this idea and I, I don't say this about maybe any of my ideas uh, at the risk of sounding like an egomaniac and also with the general understanding that most of my ideas are going to be bad ones as I search for good ones. That being said, I think this is an incredible idea and I think it should be in place. So if there's anybody out there that has the power or energy or influence to do something with this idea, I hope that I hope that someone will do something with it because this is this is an idea that I feel like is is incredible and is missing. Okay, it's called the Director of Teacher Happiness. Now, my dad is a longtime business guy and a very intelligent man. He says happiness might not be the right word uh, because it's kind of hard to quantify. So, Director of Teacher Engagement. I'm actually very partial to Director of Teacher Happiness, but I'm giving the idea away, so anybody who figures out how to put it into place, uh, it's yours to do as you please. So the role of the Director of Teacher Happiness, there'll be three primary functions. Provide creative ways to serve, engage, celebrate, and support teachers. Number two, provide a quote-unquote seat at the table for teachers to offer a voice in the decision-making process at the highest level possible. Number three, improve the lines of communication to assist in creating a system of collaboration. So this is a position that is would be in a school system, and I would say connected to, but not necessarily overseen by central office. It would have been important to see this position as a bridge between central office and the classroom teacher. Okay, uh, right or wrong, uh, this is coming from a teacher perspective, and I, I'm, not, I'm not bashing anybody or making this as a negative, but uh, often teacher perspective, there isn't always much goodwill um, between downtown and the teachers. And, and here, I'll give some uh, explanation here. From the teacher's perspective, it can feel like the communication is always top-down. There's, there's directives and decisions made by people who have been out of the classroom for a long time. Again, teacher perspective here. that They don't always have a, a um, complete picture regarding what the teachers are dealing with in the classroom. Also, teachers often assume 
and sometimes led to believe uh, by the types of communication and the things that are actually said that the downtown central office sees them as replaceable pieces of a big system. And despite the occasional soft ask, they don't always necessarily care what teachers think. Again, teacher perspective. The point is that there's often a friction between um, downtown and the classroom. And this is, if you're not in education, uh, this is probably the case in most uh, business organizations. So, in my opinion, I would think that the goal would be to create an environment where there aren't two groups, but rather one group working together towards a common goal. Now, uh, probably anyone in central office will tell you that that is what they have. Um, I'm not going to dance around it. I'm just being honest with you. That's not the case. Again, it, it could be entirely just because of two differing perspectives. Generally, the perception is there's more. There's two groups, and they're they're often working in conflict with each other when they should be working together. So uh, the importance of goodwill when it comes to the field of education is often overlooked, but cannot be overstated. Anyone above the chain of command, as compared to teachers, downtown central office admin, they're going constantly going to be asking something of the teachers telling them about a new program to implement uh, or being the bearer of some bad news when it comes to a new state mandate or initiative. And some of this is, this is like unavoidable for the, for the most part. Some of it's by default, some of it's by design. Um, again, some may be just a matter of perspective, but that, that's what happens frequently. Knowing that these asks are coming, these, these uh, mandates or, or um, directives are coming, and that this is something that like no one can deny that this is, this is happening. We could be better prepared for it. If you know you got to make withdrawals fairly consistently, then it would be best to make as many deposits as you can as well. So if you're if you're downtown, if you're central office, if you're admin, and you know that often, even if it's just a perspective, if you want to just argue, ah, that's just what they think. Well, that's what they think. If you know that you're going to be making these withdrawals on a daily basis, and sometimes they're big ones, and sometimes they're um, can be demoralizing ones then you need to make some deposits on the front end as well. And that way you can keep people engaged. That way you have a connection. That way you, you've developed some goodwill. There's mounds of research to support the importance of employees feeling actively engaged at work. And despite what some people think, a paycheck is not the best way to do that. And maybe it's actually a, a, a very, very weak way to do that. Uh, people certainly look forward to and appreciate their paycheck. Uh, this is not the formula for the engaged employee. You know, uh, yeah, you agreed to work. I agreed to pay you. What are you complaining about? Especially in a field like education, when you're asking for creativity and you're asking for a, a give and you're asking for um, them to to uh, love on students, it, it can't be a paycheck uh, exchange, merely a paycheck exchange. We got to figure out how to create better engagement. How do we do that? My opinion. One thing is to constantly remember and remind ourselves, uh, bosses, that education at its core is a people business. It's people leading other people who are teaching people so they can become better people. It's all people. And we get lost in the curriculum and the, the uh, instruction and the new thing. It's all people. People leading other people who are teaching people so they, they can become better people. 
I mean, that should be that should be somebody's slogan somewhere. It's yours to take. Okay, so during COVID in particular, uh, we're seeing a pivot where people are being asked to focus more on what's called SEL, social emotional learning, self care, personal development for our students and our teachers. Um, a friend of mine's got a company that uh, he he's sort of got an internal slogan, I think, and it's like "People matter." Remind them. I think school systems would be wise to consider the same. And the, the focus we can do is make sure that our people know that they matter not as employees, but as people. And we do that. Stick with me, please. I'm getting to my to my uh, job role here. But we can do that by being deliberative and, uh, deliberate and creative with how we serve, engage, and support our teachers. Okay? So here we go. Uh, here's several ideas. I'm going to be all over the map here because this is a... I've had the idea for a while, but it's still very raw. Okay, so the concept is here. How do we how do we engage our teachers better? All right, uh, a couple of ideas. Date night. Here, the county enlists school groups, and I'll give you some examples: Pirates of the Spanish Main, Student Government, Beta Club, Athletic Teams, Cheerleaders, Sports, team, whatever. Any group that might need service hours or who promotes service and leadership ideals would fit this mold. Once a month, teachers would be offered a free date night. They can drop off their child with one of the groups uh, at the high school gym for a kid-friendly movie, and they go on a date with their spouse, significant other, or friends. Message might go like this. Teachers, we recognize that being an educator is a tough job and that you often take your work home with you on the weekends, sacrificing personal time to do your job. Next Friday, we'd like for you to take a night for yourself. From 6 to 8, we'll be offering free sitter service sponsored by the Pirates of the Spanish Main at the Glen Academy Gym. Sign up and follow the link, and we'll take care of the rest. Provide popcorn, juice, and a viewing of Mickey Mouse on the big screen. Okay, plenty of logistics to work out, but they're far from insurmountable. Here's the point. Downtown is now viewing teachers as people instead of uh, production recognizing that in this profession that date night is in many households is getting sacrificed for the system say what you want that we didn't ask you to do that and blah 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 there are teachers every week who are uh, missing their kids stuff who are missing their spouse's stuff and who are um, operating on such a thin margin personally in order to do the job that they've been asked to do, that they've been told to do, and to do it as well as they, they feel like they can. And if we're going to say that we care about our people, then we need to care about our people. All right, here we go. Um, extreme celebration grant. Now, this is a good one. So the director of teacher happiness would have this extreme celebration grant uh, sort of at his or her fingertips. Um, the money will come from somewhere. I mean, again, this is a raw idea. I'm I'm confident that local businesses would support, and I'm also confident that there's money in the budget, despite what anybody would tell you otherwise. Uh, principals at every level would have the ability to submit a grant, for lack of a better word, to the Director of Teacher Happiness at any point to request money or support in celebrating or supporting their teachers. No request too large or too small. Obviously, they can't all be filled, they can all be requested. 
And then it'll be the job of the director to figure out a creative way to either fulfill or support it as best as possible whenever possible. So could be something as simple as this. Um, a principal sends a, um, a grant request to have coffee waiting for every teacher on a cold day when they arrive at school. Boom. Or big, like I want to have an Elvis impersonator parachute in the middle of campus. Anything. And the director would we would encourage principals to be creative in their celebrations of their teachers. And the director would then have to be creative enough to figure out a way to make it happen as best they could. How do we celebrate our teachers more? Let's get wild with it. Or let's just let's just do it. Submit the grant. We'll pay for it. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. Car washes. Similar to the concept uh, mentioned previously about date night. Enlist local organizations. Provide a free car wash a few times a year. These people show up to the teacher's school. The teacher comes in at 7 o'clock. And when they leave at you know, 5 o'clock, their car is clean. I don't want to talk too much about that. Another way we could do it is uh, downtown visibility in a positive manner. The director of teacher happiness would encourage the collective downtown, uh, the people in the in this main office, to become more visible in local buildings in a positive manner. Intended or not, when teachers hear that someone from central office is coming to the building, they tighten up and hope the person doesn't see them, speak to them, or come to their room. Um, maybe that's by design. I would hope that's not the case, because uh, if so, we have a design flaw. And again, it's easy to be like, well, that, that's not how, that's not why we're doing it, but that's how a lot of people feel. So what do we do about it? The people that we say care about have a negative connotation from the leadership, their partners in education, coming to the school building. How do we fix that? We should be in this together, not against or in fear of one another. One small way is to have the people who come often to just stop by and support. Ask genuine questions of the teachers about how they're doing. Ask them what they need. I know that time is an issue. Also know that some of the people from downtown would be uncomfortable doing this. When you, ha when you ask questions, you got to be ready to deal with the answers. But it's a worthy investment. So all these ideas require a shift in perspective and priority. But I'm of the very strong opinion that this shift would make the system and teachers even stronger, which would in turn have a positive impact on the students. Oh, another idea. One of the key tenets for engagement for employees and anyone in general is to allow people to work on things that are important to them. Sending teachers to professional development based on a new initiative, a new program, or based solely on their content area is not the best way to cultivate engagement. There's a very well-known tech company that requires their employees to work on something, and I don't, I can't remember what, what it is. Google, uh, Apple, it, it was someone big enough that you would know if I could remember. They require their employees to work on something other than their prescribed jobs once a month, maybe Intel, and there's some per parameters in place, but essentially people are encouraged to create, think, and explore outside of their general job description. And what they found was that these people return to their other jobs more engaged, more energized, and with creativity that can be applied to their regular job. What if teachers were allowed to choose professional development centered around things that interested them? What if people could attend leadership summits outside of the field of education? What if people could write their own professional development grants? What if teachers could go and experience things that, on the surface, had nothing to do with classroom teaching? 
Perhaps this is allowed already on some levels. You can make a request. But the fact, if that's true, the fact that I know very little about that happening is pretty telling. Encouraging teachers to go out or maybe even demanding in some way, um, requiring that they go outside of the field to be curious would have great carryover into the classroom. All right. Um, okay, Wonder Wagon. We started this at uh, at the school that I was at, where we we bring around. Uh, we painted the wagon gold and put treats on it and surprise people periodically throughout the year with um, fresh coffee, cold drinks, uh, snacks, music, and it's a big hit. Imagine that. It, <clears throat> imagine if that was provided by downtown instead of at the school level. Imagine if your superintendent is pushing around a wonder wagon, giving you some Skittles and a coffee, strange combination, uh, to make your day better and playing, you know, Willy Wonka and having a good time. All because encouraging you is important. Uh, a lot more power when it comes from um, someone up top. Thanks for sticking with me. This is a little bit longer than normal, but it's important. All right, number two. <clears throat> the number two role here, provide a seat at the table for teachers to offer a voice in the decision-making process at the highest level. Here's how I see the director of teacher happiness. They're in central office. They report to the di different superintendents. And one of the critical roles uh, would be for them to have the willingness and the authority to constantly ask when decisions are being made at the um, that uh, central office level. Have we thought about the teachers? How will this affect our teachers? And then forcing a conversation around that. Teachers often feel like they don't have a voice in the decision-making process, or and I'm talking about big decisions that trickle down to them, or that decisions are made without considering how it affects those who will be carrying out the decisions. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, um, but that perception is strong and that matters. The director of teacher happiness would be charged with challenging the decision-making process so as to best take into consideration how each decision impacts the teachers who are the ones who are directly impacting the students. So things like, is this a good decision for our teachers? How will this impact our teachers? How can this best be communicated to our teachers? How can we best support our teachers with this change? The director of teacher happiness would be the voice for teachers. Now, there's a com there is a committee, at least um, in my system, that supposedly does that. But again, I wouldn't be thinking about the director of teacher happiness if uh, that committee was just crushing it in that area. That's all I'm going to say about that. Number three, improve the lines of communication to assist in creating a system of collaboration. I'll say it again. There should not be um, friction in a field like education between two groups who are supposedly working toward the same goal. Perhaps um, you can say that I just don't understand because I've never been in central office. I've only been in the classroom. That's fair. If I'm going to say that people at the that leadership level perhaps don't fully understand the classroom because they've been gone so long then i will take the lump of well then i don't understand what's going on in central office because i've never been there 
That's fine. And perhaps the goals are different. Perhaps it's macro versus micro in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. I will still, I'll still stand on this. There should not be two groups. There should be one group working together toward the same goal. So, um, too long it's felt like top-down, authoritative relationship with one group on top and one group on the bottom. My, my argument is not that this is true, but instead that, that perspective that exists has an impact on the level of engagement for teachers. The relationship between central office and teachers should be one of collaboration, communication, and mutual respect. If central office believes that teachers are merely a cog in a bigger machine, replaceable parts with no unique value to add to the organization, then the top-down method works. In fact, there is some truth that teachers are replaceable and that life and school and the system will go on without them. I was a teacher last year. I am not a teacher anymore, and everything is moving along as if I was never there. Right? That's true for most organizations and most people within those organizations. The problem lies with when this is communicated, either directly or indirectly. So the reality is that um, when I left the school and the county and everything still went on as if almost as if I was never there. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that there are some things that I did that, that still uh, live on. But ultimately, whether I was there or not there, everything, everything goes on, right? And that's true everywhere for most things. The problem is when this is communicated. If people believe that you believe that they are replaceable, why would they fully engage with you, your mission, or your organization? People want to be treated like professionals. They want to be treated like they matter. One way to do this is to work with them towards a common goal, like the development of our students, and have open, clear, two-way communication on issues that matter. And because teachers are in the trenches, so to speak, with the students and families every single day, <clears throat> you might be surprised at all of the things that matter to them. But these are your people, leaders. They're not cogs or replaceable parts. At least they shouldn't be treated that way. Finding out what matters to them and showing some understanding and appreciation of that would go a long way in developing a line of communication that is both honest and productive. Uh, this will help build an environment where people can trust that we're truly working together on something that matters. All right, direct teacher happiness. It's it's a new idea, raw in the in the details, but I think it'd be a killer uh, role with extreme importance to make sure that our teachers are staying engaged. To make sure that we are um, communicating to them that that uh, they're an important part of what we're doing, they have an, they have a real voice in what we are doing, and that we tap into um, letting them know that they matter and that we, uh, whenever we can, when I say we, I mean central office as if I, as if I was there, whenever possible, highlight that 
um, that they matter and what they value matters. And again, we can't we can't know what those things are without uh, improved communication. School systems <clears throat> frequently lament they can't find good teachers. There's a teacher shortage. Uh, good teachers leave in the classroom. It's easier and more uh, financially um, affordable to keep good teachers that are already there in place than it is to go and find new teachers uh, at a high rate of turnover. Keeping a veteran teacher in place engaged or re-engaged um, through something like this again I don't have any numbers in front of me I'm I am very confident and again a raw idea from a guy who's just been a classroom teacher but I'm very confident that a financial investment in a role like this uh, salary benefits and, and, and if you wanted to include uh, money for the grants, etc., I think that could be fundraised because people would appreciate something like this. Would far, far, far outweigh the cost of constantly replacing teachers, constantly um, dealing with issues that come up with teachers because of a lack of engagement that they have at work, because of the burnout, because of fatigue. I've got a ton of other ideas, but this is thing is supposed to be under 10 minutes, and then we're starting to push 30. If you got any questions, you want to bounce some ideas, you want to me to write a letter of recommendation for you to become director of teacher happiness, please let me know. I appreciate you sitting through the extra time today and listen to the idea. If you made it this far, today was Cup of Joe number eight, Monday, September 20th. And as always, I'm pulling for you. I'll talk to you next time.